Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the latest edition of Travel Times, a division of Trendlebed Tales. I am your host, Sarah Utah, the creator of Trendlebed Tales. And uh, today's episode, we are going to do our second travel post on Disney, specifically Walt Disney World and the book that you can get to help you plan. Now, before we do that, it's time for just a little housekeeping. And uh, with that, I just want to remind everybody that you can call in for the show at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll free, 1-877-633-9389. That's toll free, one 633 9389. You can also chat, and I have opened the chat room for business. And you can also catch uh, episodes either clicking from my website and my blog or at blogtalkradio.com slash trendlebedtales. If you don't already have an account there, you may want to consider either signing or setting one up or signing in with your Facebook account. It just makes it a little easier to comment but you can also uh, chat without doing that. And I have recently been made aware of one of the things, um, one of the ways you can listen to past episodes is through iTunes. And apparently there is a little box, if you go under iTunes and look at your podcast, that lets you do a review for the show. And I just have a couple of reviews now. And I just want to encourage people that if you're iTunes user, even if you don't listen to the show through iTunes, I'd appreciate it if you go ahead and leave a review there. And with the, oh, and also, uh, if you're going to be looking for me, or if you enjoy what you have here and you want to look for me other places, you can find all of my links at about.me slash Sarah, with an H, underscore Utah, U-T-H-O-F-F. And I think that is all of our housekeeping. So that is getting us on to talking about Disney. Now, those who have heard a previous travel podcast on it, we are doing Disney in December, baby. And I'm going with uh, my brother, my sister-in-law, their two kids, and my mom. Uh, it has been 30 years, pretty much, uh, since I have made it, have been to Disney, and I've always wanted to go back. So we're looking forward to this. We've got a lot that we are going to try and pack into too few days, but uh, I think we're going to have a good time when we go. 
And I want to remind everybody that if you haven't listened to them yet, there's two previous podcasts that you may want to listen to. There was uh, the first part of this one, which kind of took you through uh, the different things that I had found out so, so far about our Disney trip. And then also uh, I, there was the one that I had done a while ago before we even knew where we were going with Richard Sims, who is the um, most devoted Disney person that I call a friend. And he really gave some good advice on that. So you can find show notes on that one on my blog, which lists, you know, the things he referenced and things like that. Or you can just listen to the audio with that out that right through uh through Blog Talk Radio. Okay, and with that, let's dive into today's topic. And I'm going to be talking about, and I, well, I might as well just admit it. I was really excited when I found out about Disney, so I kind of binged. And I have five books that I bought in paper. There are also oh, probably dozens of e-books out there. Now, I haven't bought any of those. I have bought access to the Turing Plan website and to the Kenny the Pirate uh, website, which the Turing Plans is sort of what it sounds like. It's information about touring Disney, um, live wait times. Um, it does a little calculation on your plan and keeps track of what your touring plan is. And Kenny the Pirate is all about characters, you know, what characters are available where in which park and live information. I think those two are worth it. And I'm going to also probably break down and buy Shannon Albert's book, The Person Who Does uh, Walt Disney World or WDW Prep School, uh, com, the website, or WD Prep School to Go which is her blog name. But for the most part, I'm going to be sticking to paper. And I have some suggestions, having read all of them now. I told you I binged. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about what the books are and whether I think they are worth you buying or not. Now, quite often when I talk about books, I remind people that you can check them out from your library. If your local library doesn't have a copy, there's a process called interlibrary loan. And most uh, libraries have access to an interlibrary loan system where they can borrow books from another library, get them sent to them, and then they can loan them to you. Uh, so for a lot of things, I think good enough, unless you're really very interested. Uh, for the Disney things, I'm going to suggest you actually buy two of the books that we have today. Um, I don't think it would hurt to buy the next two after that, um, but don't waste your time on the third one. Uh, the second two, I think you could probably um, get away with interlibrary loaning or borrowing from the library, but do watch the date. Because one thing that I've discovered looking at this is that uh, things go out of date about Disney all the time. Uh, rides close, new attractions open, they redo restaurants, um, they redo the system for getting on the ride, they shut this down for repairs, they open this back up. So things are always changing. So it's 
really doesn't do you any good to read old information. So try and get the year you're going. Now, um, the one, the first one that I am going to recommend for anybody to buy is Birnbaum, uh, to Walt Disney World, and then the year. They have been doing, this is the official guide, and they have been doing it forever. It has um, really a great index. It takes you through park by park. And um, let me just kind of tell you what the chapters are. Getting ready to go, transportation and accommodation, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, Disney's Animal Kingdom, everything else in the world, meaning the Walt Disney World Resort, sports, good meals, great times, the Disney Cruise Line, Trip Tracker, and coupons. And the coupons are for places around um, Disney World that you can use. Uh, this is being the official guide. It's going to give you the official party line, which sometimes is good and sometimes is bad, but you know pretty much anything that's in here are things that you can expect the people who work at Disney to know about, which can be a definite advantage. It is the smaller of the two must-buy one, uh, so it would be easier and more compact to tilt it around. Um, it has, it's a good place to start. And I have to say that uh, probably the thing that we used the most out of this book was there is a chart that's a couple pages that's Walt Disney World character dining. And we ended up doing a lot of character dining because we're not planning on waiting in line for characters very much at all, if at all. And we wanted the kids to have a chance to see characters. So uh, we're hitting quite a few of these. And they have a chart that gives you the name and location, the meals that serve, because not all restaurants do all meals. Like, for example, uh, the Cape May Cafe uh, just does breakfast with the character. Uh, and... Um, the Garden Grill just is, does dinner with the character. And sometimes they're not open for, for the other rest meals at all. So it tells you what meals they offer, the style, if it's family style, buffet, if you order uh, a la carte, that gives you the price. Now, we're doing the Disney dining plan where you pay up front. So it really doesn't matter what you order, although, um, you know, if you want to know, it does say that here. But then it tells you what characters are available at what meal. Well, over in the Norway Pavilion, and I'm going to totally slaughter how to pronounce this, Askershush, I don't know. Uh, but it has Belle, Jasmine, Snow White, and Aurora, which is the princesses from Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Snow White, and Sleeping Beauty. Uh, if you would go to Chef Mickey's, which is another one we're hoping to hit, that'll have the classic Disney characters, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto. Uh, there's also gives you, uh, the next column tells you the theme of the restaurant. So what is it, what kind of um, atmosphere is it to eat under? It gives you some samples of the type of food it's known for, for both 
normal food and dessert. They go through and give you a tip. For example, for Cinderella's Royal Table, payment in full is required at looking for all meals. And it tells you what they like best about it. So, um, let's see. The Crystal Palace is the best theme park buffet. Scores points for its lovely setting, convenient location, and appetizing menu. So we used that a lot when we were planning out where we were going to eat. So it ended up being kind of uh, an important thing for us. And we used those two pages time and time again. Another part we really used uh, was they talk about the special tours because we're going to be going on um, on one of those and possibly a second. And to know that they even existed was because we read this book. So I would suggest getting the copy for the year uh, that you are. And if you're going at the end of the year, you may end up getting both 2015, well, for this time, it would be 2000, which is actually what I did. I told you I was terribly bingy on that whole thing. But um, I think it's important if you're at the end of the year because if you check the publication date of uh, Burnham, this comes out uh, towards the end of September. So I had it pre-ordered so it came uh, from Amazon as soon as it could from them. That means being published in late September, that means that the earliest that it really, or the latest that it could really have been set would have been August. That means that if you're using a 2015 and you are going in August or later, you are using information more than a year old. Uh, it won't, there's no help for it in August and September, but if you're going October, November, December, I think it's definitely worth getting the updated book. So um, while the Burnhams and the second book I'm going to talk about in a minute, Passporters, are ones I recommend having because you want to want to refer back, you're going to want to write in them, uh, things that you should not do with library books. The Burnhams, if you are going at the end of the year, I think I, I think it's worth it to get the current year copy for your initial scheduling and then the end of the year copy uh, for going. Now, the second book that I would recommend buying is Passporters Walt Disney World. Now, unlike Burnham, this one comes out right at the end of the year. So if you're at the end of the calendar year, it doesn't make any sense to try and get the new one. it is just below the official guide, in, in my opinion. It has great little things that are summaries. It makes it clear things that have changed. And I especially like the map. When I started reading the Disney books, this was like waiting, well, where is there a book that just sort of gets you going from the beginning that doesn't really assume you know anything? It says, you know, there's... Um, Disney World, and it's made up of these parks, and it's made up of these hotels and it's, um, that are located here, and you drive on this road to get there, and uh, these are the kind of big attractions for uh, Epcot, and these are the big attractions for Magic or Kingdom, and these are the big attractions for Animal Kingdom, and these are the ones for Hollywood Studios, and I really wasn't finding that in a lot of the books. They all seem to have uh, kind of an assumption that you had kind of uh, 
basic knowledge of what goes on in the parks, really it kind of seems like they assumed you'd gone before. Past borders, I definitely say, came the closest to starting at the beginning. There's still a few more things that if I was designing my ideal book, I would have explained a little bit more, but they do a very nice job. Now, don't be put off by the accommodations part at the beginning, which I personally thought was kind of tedious. Um, but I guess you're probably not supposed to be reading that section. But if you skip the staying in style section and jump right into touring, that's where it starts to do what I was talking about, or setting it up and telling you sort of the basics of what's what. He goes through and has recommendations on um, places to visit, the rides, the restaurants. Very nicely summed up. Uh, there's also worksheets and things like that in it that I think are helpful. I have had two different people tell me that past quarters Walt Disney World is the book to have, and if you have that, you're fine. Um, think I would quite go that far, but I think it is well worth having. I should warn you one thing about it that I do not like is the format. Now, their idea is that you are going to take this book apart. If that is your idea, it should be in a ringed notebook so it's easy to take things apart and put them in. As it is, uh, it's a spiral binding and it's a not very good plastic spiral binding so all this has done, this was my lunch reading book at work, all it has done is sit on my desk and be opened, um, you know, once a day and closed again. And it is currently probably wrapped up an inch and a half from the bottom. And I have gone through and twisted it all the way down to the bottom twice. I don't know. I mean, it's meant to take along, and I just think that's kind of ridiculous. It just it would be a major pain in a bag. And if they want you to pull pages, they shouldn't make it easy to take them out doing that. There are also envelopes at the back that they expect you kind of to use like a scrapbook. It's got information of what you need, uh, things to do, notes, slots to put things in, um, notes for next time, budget and expenses, meals and snacks, so you can keep track of stuff which is good, I suppose. They also encourage you to put these, like, within the book, which, again, would require taking it all the way out and trying to twist it back in again. And that is the last quarter of the book, those pockets. Um, so I'm not, I'm not in love with that. But as far as the information about reading about the act, better in the past quarter than it is in the official guidebook. So the guidebook, I think, does a lot better job of telling you the extras and some about how things work. Now, there is also in the past quarter very nice maps. Now, I think the maps you can actually get at Disney are better, uh, but... These are the best ones I have found in any book or any place to print out. And what I like about them is not only are they clearly labeled on the actual buildings. You don't have a little list where you have to say, oh, Be Our Guest is number 12. Let me find number 12. It actually says Be Our Guest. Uh, it also has color-coded attractions and restaurants. 
some notations about gift stores. It doesn't actually say the name of, of the gift shops, but it shows you where there are gift shops. It also has got the route for the railroad, the route for the parade. And in addition, it's got slotted lines that I think are supposed to be footsteps between dots. So it's telling you, for example, it should take you 30 seconds to walk from uh, the Castle Hub uh, down to Casey's Corner. And it should take you two minutes to walk from the Castle Hub up to uh, the Liberty Tree Tavern. So I think that's incredibly well, incredibly helpful. It gives sort of a bird's eye, which kind of colors, color codes the lands in a separate tiny little map. Um, it shows where the resort buses come in. I just really think this is an incredibly helpful map, uh, and they have one of these for each one of the parks. And part of my time has been spent uh, looking at those maps and working on kind of memorizing them so I have an idea about where things are. So if you're going to get two books, get Burnham and get Passports. Now those are the two definite spots that you may be buying. One is Burnbaum's Walt Disney World's for Kids. And what I thought this was going to be, I told you I was binging. I wasn't looking as well as I normally do when I'm buying books. So I got this thinking it was going to be like Walt Disney World with kids, written for an adult. That isn't what it is. It's written for kids. And uh, it's very colorful. It's easy to read. It doesn't really start with basics like I had kind of hoped, but it does give you just a little information about each of the rides. And it's well-written, it's narrative, so it isn't like the little blurby uh, descriptions in some of the other books. Uh, and what is especially great about it is it has, um, I'm looking for the little thing that shows that, has a rating system. So if a ride is scary, dark, or loud, in the little narrative about it, it tells you, which I think is important because I think a lot of times parents do not appreciate how kids react badly sometimes to scary, dark, and loud rides, especially loud. Because I work at a community college, and I swear to God, I do not understand this at all because when I was a little kid, using an electric stapler was a, a treat but we have them around because people wander off with the manual ones and they jam constantly and they're a huge pain. So we've gotten uh, electric ones at work. And honest to God, the kids want to ask, or you know, are always saying, well, don't you have a manual one? And you ask them why not. And they say, I'm afraid of the noise thirds of the time. I mean, these are college kids and they're scared of the chunk of a stapler. But anyway, uh, so... Kids can be more sensitive to noises than you might realize. So I think all those things, the scary, the dark, and the loud, are helpful to know. Uh, it has great description of the ride. Uh, and it also is meant to be given to the kids ahead of time so that they have activities that they can do in counting down the ride and planning what they themselves would like to do. 
know, some of their suggestions for that are a little silly, if you ask me, like uh, make mouse ears by taping strips of paper together to make a loop big enough to fit around your head and then cut out two circles and tape them to the front of the loop. I mean, really? But anyway, um, it's kind of nice to have the activities and they can do that. Uh, they do have some attempts to have the kids interact with the book, and that's probably maybe a sixth of the book, and I don't see that getting used a lot, especially the autograph album pages, because I think most kids that are in on autographs, I would hope, if their folks cared enough to buy them this book, they would also care enough to buy them the autograph album or bring a notebook from home that would be similar instead of writing in this book. But they're there, and I think it, it worked really well to read it. I really thought they would jump on wanting to read it themselves, but I've been a little disappointed in that. They really haven't seen to very much. Okay, the other maybe is the unofficial Walt Disney World, or the unofficial guide Walt Disney World. Uh, now, this is from the same people that do the Touring Plan website. And again, I cannot say how much I value the information I've been finding on the Touring Plan's website. And if you buy the book, too, you've got a discount. In fact, I would buy the book first because it's easier to get the discount that way. But it's like they are afraid that someone will say they're wrong about something, saying they get like four or five different people's opinions. Uh, and they do quotes from readers. Their, their whole first chapter is really defending their format. And I, if you, ha you, you don't do that. If you're going to pick a format, you just sort of say, this is what it is. You might say why in a page, but you don't do a whole chapter on that. And when you get into reading about the ride or the restaurant, they will quote... You know, in some of these places, it's like four or five different people. And, you know, have the courage of your conviction. Say what you think. You're supposed to be the expert. Um, and, you know, they really seem kind of, they, it reads as defensive. They do have uh, information that they would not have in the official guide. It's about three times as big as the official guide. Um and they tell you stuff that Disney wouldn't. Um, they're critical of some things more so than Disney would be. And as they are always quick to do, they quote someone saying it's worse than they thought uh, and somebody quoting it's much better, what were they talking about? Um, so frankly, I just didn't find it very helpful. Um, I didn't think their maps were very clear. They're the kind with the numbers. And I just think it's totally optional. Uh, there was some useful stuff in here. If you could, if this was video, you could probably have a dozen little of uh, tags in here. And I'm not done with the book yet of things I want to come back to and find. But you know, it, I, I think it's totally optional. The website I would strongly recommend. The book, eh. And the last thing I want to talk about is a don't waste your money. And this is one that had an amazing cover. Frankly, if this guy didn't do it himself, I'd like 
because honestly, I mean, this is the second most pick me up and buy me cover I have ever seen. And if he did it himself, I might still be interested in hiring him to do a cover for Books of Mine because it's just glorious. And it's Discover the Magic, the Ultimate Insider's Guide to Walt Disney World Second Edition by Roger Wilkes. And it's just this guy who's been there, you know, a few times. And what he uh, there's no actual information that is, you know, anything you couldn't get someplace else. Uh, the pictures, he is very hotly says, there must be negative ratings on Amazon. No, I didn't read that because I told you I was going to binge. Um, but he's very defensive over the fact his pictures are black and white. But who really cares? There's far better pictures of this than this on the Internet if you wanted to, you know, look at pictures or you could buy a picture book. There's really nothing in here outside this guy's opinions, which he doesn't even state those very firmly, that you can't get somewhere else. So even though it's a lovely-looking book, do not buy Discover the Magic, the Ultimate Insider's Guide to Walt Disney World. And in the uh, show notes, I'm going to put the complete information with the authors, titles, publishers, everything. But to sum up, the official guide, the burn bombs, get it. And if you're going in October, November, December, get the uh, year before and then get the new guide when it comes out. Uh, and passporters, definitely. If you have kids, I would recommend uh, you seriously at least consider the burn bombs if, uh, for kids, if only for those warnings for the ride or loud, dark, that kind of thing, and looking at them from a kid's point of view. I think they also uh, mentioned the height. So it's just very useful for that. And the touring plans, the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World um, is a definite maybe. I think if you are somebody who likes a little, um, who likes facts, who likes charts and graphs, who likes lots of people's different opinions so you can make up your own mind, you will love this book. And if you are someone who likes them to give an opinion and you can just learn as you read through the book whether your uh, opinion matches theirs, uh, then you're going to be as irritated with it as I am. Though, as I say, there is at least a dozen things I have marked that I didn't find anywhere else. So um, that's it about talking about the book. Oh, I did want to mention one thing because I was so excited about waving my magic band to pay for stuff. And it turns out that if you get a Disney credit card to get benefits, which include a discount uh, on every purchase, you have to actually have the physical card there, which really bums me out because I was really enjoying going like this. Me right now. Here's my niece who's going with me. You want to say something? Yeah. So they're very happy. You're gonna you're excited about coming to Disney? Yeah. So we're gonna have great fun when we go and I will probably do at least one more episode so you will have fun listening to that. Thank you for joining me on Trendle Bed Tales Travel Time and remember to brighten the corner where you are.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.